Hello, we would like to welcome our listeners back to Early Learning Ventures podcast, Family Engagement Fridays. Today, we have Arlen Preblood with us from We Don't Waste. Welcome, Arlen. Well, thank you, Sue. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I look forward to talking to your uh, listeners. Can you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and your organization? Starting by myself, I... um, I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado for the most part. I've lived in other places, but I call this home. I uh, practiced law for a good number of years. And in uh, 2008, I decided that there was a better way to serve the community and decided to look for something else besides the practice. So I began looking at other opportunities and decided that I wanted to do something in the nonprofit world. And since my wife and I are foodies, it occurred to me that uh, I might be able to develop a program where food that was left over in restaurants uh, at the end of the night might be uh, available to provide it to nonprofit agencies who have as part of their mission providing food to their clients. And it took me about six or eight months to come up with a plan and pretty soon in September of 2009, I uh, decided to execute on my idea, had a Volvo station wagon. I put the seats down, bought a tarp, and started calling on initially uh, caterers because I found out in my work figuring out how to do this that caterers often prepare in excess of what is anticipated in an event, and they have food left over. And It was uh, correct because, as you may know, if you plan a party for 250 people and only 200 attend, well, the caterer doesn't plan for 250. They plan for 275 because they don't want Sue calling them up the next day and say, oh, my guests didn't get fed. So I convinced these caterers to take any food that they hadn't plated that was available. They took it back to their commissaries. They put it in aluminum foils and uh, covered it, marked it, and put it in their coolers and called me, and I picked it up and started distributing it to community-based agencies. So that's how I started about 13, 14 years ago. Wow, that sounds great and very much needed, I'm sure. It certainly Um, was. Was that the beginning of the mobile food markets I heard about? No, the mobile food markets really didn't begin until uh, 2019. Okay, can you expand on that and let us know about those? Sure. In Denver, as a city, there's about 50 food deserts. And a food desert is defined as an economically depressed area that doesn't have a supermarket or a major grocery outlet to support the folks in that area. And as a result, they suffer from food insecurity in a substantial way, much more than other parts of the city. So we mapped the city, we found those 50 food deserts, and then we overlaid the mapping with where we were delivering food to community-based agencies, and we found that there were a substantial number of locations where we weren't uh, able to provide community-based agencies with the food. So we then uh, did further study, and we decided that we would open two mobile markets, one at Garden Place which is a DPS school on the south side of I-70, 
And then we also found a place on the north side of I-70 at uh, Focus Resource Center. And we set those up as mobile markets. And they were designed as farmer's markets where people could literally walk through the lines of the food that we had put out for display and pick and choose what they wanted rather than being handed a bag with food in it and end up at home with that bag and realize that some of the food that was in there was not to their liking or they didn't know what it was or how to prepare it. And too often the food was thrown away. So we wanted to create these farmer's markets, and mobile markets, so that people could shop with dignity. And we were very successful with that until COVID hit. And then we knew we could no longer operate in that fashion. So we quickly, in about two weeks, turned them both into drive-through mobile markets. And we brought the food to the area and we set it up and we handed out the food to individuals in their cars. And we have done that. We did that all through COVID. And we were operating with about eight or nine mobile markets each month. And the demand was huge, as you might expect. And I'm sure you saw many of the pictures and TV reports of long lines of people who were experiencing food insecurity relying on mobile markets like this. Mm -hmm. Today, we operate six to eight every month. Some of them are walkthroughs and others are drive-through. We've been very successful in operating those mobile food markets. Yeah, uh, COVID certainly um, affected all kinds of um, things for us. And, and that, that was on my mind. When, and so thanks for sharing about that. Um, but it's great that you were able to still reach a lot of people during that time. So if can you tell us a little bit more about um, where our audience can access one of these food markets? Sure. They can go to our website, we don't waste.org hit on the about tab and there's a drop down menu that shows the location and times of each of the mobile food markets that we currently operate. Okay. And how can people get involved if they would like to volunteer? Well, on that same drop down menu, you can see volunteer opportunities and individuals can certainly sign up and we, we certainly enjoy uh, having volunteers work with us because we couldn't do all the work that we do without the volunteers because they not only help us at the mobile markets and handing out food, but we have groups that come to us during the week that help us sort food and uh, do other aspects that we need assistance with, with our staff. We currently have around 20 individuals that work for us. And then we have the volunteers. Uh, last year, I think we numbered over 750 volunteers that uh, volunteer wow. with us. So wow, they, they operate, help us operate our mobile food markets. They help us sort food at our distribution center. And then we have a program where we recover all the food from uh, Mile High and Howard Field. We recover all the food out of the suites and we use volunteers to assist us on game days with that activity as well. Oh, great. So at the beginning, you were talking about you um, started working, getting food from different caterers, and and you still do that? 
we do, although we now, because of the need that we have and the volume of food that we require in order to meet the demands of the community, we have about 150 food donors now. And they run everywhere from, as I said, uh, Empower Field. We get all the food out of all of the sports venues. We also have food from wholesalers, uh, retailers, uh, manufacturers. So we cover the whole area of the food supply. And uh, as I say, we number about 150 food donors and we supply approximately uh, 100 community-based agencies throughout the metropolitan Denver area with food as well as operate our six to eight mobile markets every month. So you can see the volume is huge. Last year, we put out over 20 million servings of food. And uh, this year, we anticipate uh, exceeding that number. We figure that we provide food to over a, a half a million people in the metropolitan Denver area each year. Wow. So I think you already answered this question, but maybe you can expand on it some more. So what separates We Don't Waste from food pantries and food banks? Is that the mobile food markets mostly? or? Well, no, it's a combination of things because we, we are not a food pantry or a food bank. We are a distribution center where we aggregate all the food that we get. And what sets us apart is our ability to be nimble and the ability to change almost at a moment's notice based upon the demands in the community. And, uh, you know, we're the largest independent food recoverer in the state of Colorado, uh, which has been rewarded to us by the awards that we have received. We were voted as the small nonprofit of the year in 2015, followed by the large nonprofit of the year in 2019, in this past uh, month, we were awarded as the by BizNow, which is a, uh, uh, a magazine. We were recognized as the nonprofit of the year uh, by that magazine. So, what we what distinguishes us is our vast uh, supply of food compared to food pantries and food banks because we're the ones that supply them with the food. And we, as I said, we, we provide food to over 120 community-based agencies. We do this at all at no cost to uh, the food donor that we pick up the food from, and we never charge the food recipients either in their entities or at our mobile markets for any of the food. So we, uh, we are efficient, effective, and as I said, very nimble. Uh, evidenced by the fact that when the pandemic hit, within a week, 10 days, we were able to convert all the markets that we were operating as mobile drive throughs and have continued to do that. Mm -hmm. And stop to think of the demand that inflation has caused with those folks who are less fortunate, we've been able to adapt and uh, provide food to all those folks without any interruption. We didn't miss a single day of operation during the pandemic, and we anticipate that we'll keep that same record going. That's great. Um, so you've given us lots of information today. Is there anything you'd like to add? Well, sure. I, I would encourage people to take a look at our website, we don't waste.org. And not only can they volunteer with us, 
but there's some helpful hints on the website that they might avail themselves to. And we certainly always encourage individuals that can to donate to us through our website. And no amount is too small for anyone to donate to us because we certainly depend on individuals as well as foundations and corporations to supply us with the needed funds that we need to operate our organization. So I'd encourage your listeners to visit we don't waste.org in their browsers and to take the time to look through it and see exactly what we do and how we do it and also benefit from the information that's available to folks on how to preserve and not waste food and other programs that we, we provide. Thank you. I look forward to checking out your website. Thank you so so much for being with us today, Arlen. Well, thank you, Sue. It's been a pleasure and, and uh, we always look to make ourselves available to anyone that has information or questions that they'd like to, to submit. And if you have any email questions, you can certainly uh, submit any email request based on uh, your information based on the website. So if there's a wealth of information and also a way to contact us. So please visit the website. We're here to help you. And if we can, please let us know. Thank you so much. This has been very helpful and very informative. Well, thank you very much. You have a great day. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye.